Get ready to see ads when you're talking to your college buddies on Facebook Messenger on this tech edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. Sean O'Reilly here at Fool Headquarters in Alexandria, Virginia. It is Friday, February 19th, 2016, and joining me to chat about Facebook's plans for world domination is the one and only Dylan Lewis. What's up, man? Hey, it's great to be back in the studio with you. We had that week off where I, I was with Christine on the weird. healthcare show. You had Christine on the tech show. Which uh, was, did you listen to that yet? I haven't listened to it. It was yet. a really good time. Yeah. We talked about um, SAS, uh, SAAS software uh, companies in the healthcare sector. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to go buy some. Ooh. <laughs> it's like, well, she said a really good line like, healthcare is really one of the only things in our society that hasn't really been disrupted by tech yet. Um, Seems like it's right for it. Yeah, no, exactly. That's that's the point. Um, so anyway, big news out of Facebook this morning, and I don't know. I got pretty wide eyed. Like, oh dear God, they're doing it. Yeah. Um, Facebook's planning to monetize its Messenger app. Yeah, this came out uh, earlier in the week. Not, okay. not this My morning. Bad. Just to be clear, um, I heard about it today because I'm not as in the know as you are. That's why you host the show, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I'm very excited to get back into the tech routine. I'm wearing my festive blue Facebook shirt <laughs> oh, just, just to discuss I didn't Facebook. Even make that connection. Neither did I until I decided to say that. But um, yeah, so TechCrunch got a hold of this document that details Facebook's plans. How do they do that, by the way? Do they have, like a spy? They have sources. You know, and I think some of these, you know, with with reporting, some of it's a strategic source. Sometimes you have people that are intentionally leaking things out to very select outlets, Good so Lord. that okay. buzz gets built up. Um, I don't know. There's there's a whole cottage industry of that. Yeah. But uh, so TechCrunch got a hold of this document, details Facebook's plans to launch ads in the Messenger app, uh, ideally in Q2 of 2016. So coming up soon. Uh, this would be the company's first efforts to monetize the 800 million user property, and could probably lay the groundwork for monetizing WhatsApp as well. Cool. And uh, Facebook's comment in response to the article: uh, We don't comment on rumor or, rumor or speculation. That said, our aim with Messenger is to create a high-quality, engaging experience <laughs> for our 800 million people around the world, and that includes ensuring people do not experience unwanted messages of any type. Uh, I think that makes it clear that they're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is exactly what you would say <clears throat> if you were doing it. Right. We're not going to say we're not doing it. But we're doing but it. We're doing it. <laughs> As for what the actual ads will look like, uh, individuals that have communicated with a business via Messenger uh, in the past can be targeted for these ad messages. And they would be uh, things like um, possibly sales promotions, announcing new products, uh, coupon codes, right. things like that. Um, and so, one of the things that I think is very interesting is they have this. Uh, this mandate that you have to have been in touch with this company beforehand, and it sounds like it needs to be user-initiated contact, which makes this move definitely less onerous than at first glance, because right. we all remember, uh, you know, back in the days when AIM, you know, AOL Instant Messenger was struggling, and this is you know 10, 15 years ago now, but they just crammed ads down your face. There was always an ad there, and it was yeah. like, why am I seeing this? It makes no sense. Like, yeah, I've never used this product, and I don't know. It's probably one of its downfalls. So at least it's you know, if I'm a Comcast, I'm just throwing Throwing that out there, I don't know. But if I use Facebook Messenger to communicate with Comcast, and then they show me a bundle on it, it's it's less crazy. And messaging apps, uh, I think the potential for ads can be even more invasive, right? right? Because you know, with your average online browsing experience, you know, in the side, maybe up top in an article, and then down at the bottom of an article, possibly even interrupting an article, you're going to see something. It's just kind of part of mm-hmm. the flow. Of Unless browsing. you have a really good ad blocker. Unless you have a really good ad blocker. <laughs> um, 
But with messaging apps, like it's weird to get notifications for something that is uh, like a solicitation, right? right? You know, I mean, you'll get push. I'm noti- just trying to talk to my mother about my son. Like, yeah, go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll get you'll get push notifications for an app, but that's kind of getting you to re-engage with the app. It's not trying to right. sell you something necessarily, right. and so uh, it's a little different. Um, one thing that is not totally clear is if people can just totally sidestep this by not engaging with businesses at all, right? Because I don't know about you, I have not ever messaged a business. Well, and that's just Messenger. it because um, Facebook. When did Facebook split off Messenger from uh, the Facebook app? Was this like, I'm totally guessing, eight months ago? I, mean, I think I it was know. a little bit more than that. Okay, let's yeah. call it here, whatever. Um, here's the deal. Facebook Messenger is not, it's not part of my daily routine all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, even that, I mean, heck, when I was in high school, everybody was on AIM. Right. Everybody. And so... Do businesses have an incentive to use Facebook just so they can have this layup connection to the customer, or what? Yeah, I think the value proposition here for the businesses is, uh, like I said, you can use it to promote sales, uh, announce new products. I think also there's this nice potential for nudging people that might have abandoned orders. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually used to work for an online retailer, and one of my jobs in working for that online retailer was looking at abandoned orders and looking for trends in those. And so I mean that is something that they spend a lot was of it time. Amazon doing? It was not. It did was uh, an Amazon? online uh like Zappos type con- uh, okay. competitor. I was going to be like did you sell fireworks online? What do you do? <laughs> yeah. um, fireworks. So is part of the deal going to be cuz the only way I see this working is if Facebook says to I'm just going to keep going with my Comcast example. Um, and I love Comcast uh, chat function. That way, I don't have to be on hold on the phone. It's awesome. Yes. Um, do they go to the business and be like, "Here's the deal: use Facebook Messenger for your online chatting customer service, and in exchange, you can send you know current Comcast customers uh, an ad occasionally." I mean, is that because? But the only way that works is if Comcast only uses Facebook Messenger. I don't think it's going to be an exclusive arrangement like that. It's it's just kind of more of an add-on, another channel for these businesses to communicate. Okay. One of the things that's been kind of clear is that Facebook wants to supplant the one eight hundred hotline that all these businesses are using. Right. And to your point, uh, it is way better. I know, like when I communicate with Verizon about something, I live chat, and so I just have it up on the side. I can multitask. I do all the regular internet stuff that I want to be doing. And as the person gets back to me, we have the conversation. I'm not sitting there on hold, just kind of walking around my apartment, waiting right. and pacing. So it is a much better. Well, and then experience. you have a record. They send you transcripts. Like exactly. it's all good. So. Yeah, it's a lot easier to go back to a business and say, "Well, you promised me this, this, and this, right. and I only got this." Right. And and say, "All right, we'll take care of the well, situation." Well, it's even better for the customer service rep because if you have something in front of you that's like a chat with a customer or whatever, um, it seems to me like if I was on the other end of that, if you're having a conversation on the phone, it's like, "Oh crap, I have to respond to the customer immediately if they ask me a really tough question, mm-hmm. or just you know, when will I get service or whatever." And with this, it's like, "Okay, I can read it and then I can do my, re-, you know, it's yeah. not." It's easier to communicate, I guess. And I don't know. it also enables richer communication. So sure. rather than just having this verbal back and forth, I mean, you can send links, you can send yeah. maps to where the nearest store is. I mean, yeah. like there, there's so much more built-out functionality there. Um, some of the one of the things that I think this fits really well into is Facebook's hyper-local focus and what they're doing with small businesses. Right. Um, so it, say as an example, like you are walking around in Old Town or something like that with your family, and um, 
I don't know, there was a boutique that you stopped into and got a shirt for the IF show. Okay. You know, and so uh, you they know you like How do you know about <laughs> my plans? <laughs> you maybe you pinged them one time about a return policy or something uh-huh. like that just in case. But, you know, if you're within I don't know, uh, half a mile of mm-hmm. that store, they could ping you with a coupon code or they could ping you right. you know, saying we have that same shirt in a different color or something like that. Right. You know, um I, this is not an announced intention of the plan, but it seems like a very natural integration for stuff they're already doing. So, what's the market reaction been? Because when I saw this, I was like, "Oh God, they're going to make tons of money." Yeah, it seems pretty muted. Uh, yeah, it was only up like one percent. I was like, "Really? That's all?" I know, uh, like people were expecting them to be monetizing Messenger. Right. So it, it was probably some point. priced in. I like... guess I guess there was an element of it being priced in, but I was definitely expecting a little bit more enthusiasm surrounding this. Um, Especially because a lot of what the company has said in the past about ways to monetize messaging apps has kind of counter to has been counter to what they're doing here. Right. Uh, actually, Mark Zuckerberg in 2014, uh, I think this was right around the WhatsApp acquisition mm-hmm. period, said, "I I don't personally think that ads are the right way to monetize messaging." And Sheryl Sandberg <laughs> has a different idea. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that echoes uh, uh, John Coombe, who is the uh, co-founder of mm-hmm. WhatsApp uh, in 2012, uh, advertising just uh, isn't just the disruption of aesthetics, the, uh, the insults to your intelligence wow. and the interruption of your train of thought. So, what a quote! <laughs> Can I read that again yeah, for yeah. our listeners? So, founder of WhatsApp said mm-hmm. in 2012, advertising isn't just the disruption of aesthetics; the it insults your uh, it's the insults to your intelligence and interruption of your train of thought. I butchered that, but wow! Yeah, so. Uh, it had been pretty clear for a while that right. it did not seem like this was the plan. Right. But what else were they going to do? Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially with them moving away from uh, the subscription model with WhatsApp. Right. Um, which yeah, is some- they got rid of that dollar a month fee, so that's $400 million that they're not getting per yeah. year or whatever. But anyway. And that's something we can get into in the second half of the show. Right. Cool. Yeah. So before we move on to talking about what's going on with Facebook's other properties, I wanted to point our listeners to the newly redesigned focus.fool.com. There you'll discover a special offer to join the Motley Fool's Stock Advisor newsletter to start your year off foolishly. All Loyal IF listeners have access to a special discount on Stock Advisor that works out to $129 for a full two year subscription. Just go to focus.fool.com to take advantage of this offer. Once again, that is focus.fool.com. So, uh, Dylan, up until now, we've just been talking about um, Facebook's evil plans to monetize Messenger. Um, what's going on with WhatsApp? Because they spent $21, $22 billion on this thing that generated. Very little revenue and out generates none. Right. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, and and that's the natural peril here. Is like, okay, they're announcing this with Messenger. That means somewhere down the road, this is probably what's going to happen with WhatsApp. Right. The mes- right. the services are very similar. So WhatsApp decided to drop its subscription fee model in early 2016. And just as a reminder, the way that worked was, uh, for some countries, you had a, fr- a free year of service, and then beyond that first year, you were paying 99 cents a year mm-hmm. to access it. Some countries, you had to pay 99 cents per year, regardless of how long you've been using it. Um, and they abandoned that model in early 2016. And here's what they announced. And I think it also kind of lends some credence to the idea that we should have seen this monetization plan coming. Naturally, people might wonder how we plan to keep WhatsApp running without the subscription fees and if today's announcement means we're introducing third-party ads. The answer is no. Starting this year, we will test tools that allow you to use WhatsApp to communicate with businesses and organizations that you want to hear from. That could mean communicating with your bank about whether a recent transaction was fraudulent or with an airline about a delayed flight. So, so they say, we're not introducing third-party ads, but parsing that out, that really doesn't sound all that different 
than what Facebook is planning with Messenger. Right. It's you know like the you want to hear from is kind of what you're keying in there, right? Right. And who's to say what you want to hear from? I mean, if you were to reach out to a business about something, they could say you want to hear from them. Like this yeah. is this is a business you're actively engaged yeah. with. So uh, it sounds to me like they're kind of using that as a catch-all for ads and sponsored messages. Oh man. You know, like that that yeah, messaging. Yeah, yeah. And what they're doing now with Messenger and the way that they're messaging this uh, just comes across as what we're seeing rolled out here with Messenger is probably the blueprint for what's going to happen with WhatsApp. It might be slightly more business focused, um, mm. but ideally it's, it's going to wind up being the same thing. Um, so, the question that I'm sure is on everybody's minds is, because it was definitely on mine, <laughs> is there going to be user blowback? Because if they really hit me up, I will not use Facebook Messenger, and I don't think I need to. I don't use it all the time. Yeah. Um, the last time I think I used it, I talked to a friend from high school the other day, and then I used it to reach out to a friend from college and meet him up for a drink, because we hadn't talked in a few years, uh, like a month ago. It's yeah. not it's not required for my life. Right. And I don't know, if you're in the U.S., unless you have a lot of international friends or, I don't know, people coming into your life that you don't have the phone numbers of, Mm-hmm. I, you can kind of get by without Facebook Messenger, right? right? A lot of the appeal of WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger is that they are international services that can connect people that might right. not be able to text otherwise. So um, I, I think that's a legit concern. I do think the way they're structuring it, it's it seems to hedge on that. And I think that Facebook's been very smart and very deliberate in how they've decided to monetize their platforms in the past. And uh, there's actually this great breakdown from a most recent conference call of kind of the playbook for developing and monetizing a platform, as according to Mark Zuckerberg. I figure it'd be kind of nice to run through that and just kind of explain what his process is here and, I think, why they've been so successful with Facebook and then Instagram. So, his first step he identifies is build a great uh, consumer experience. Basically, uh, you're helping people share things in a new way. That's that's his description Mm -hmm. for that. Second step, uh, introduce organic ways that people can interact with businesses. And so, he points to Facebook and the pages as an example. So, I mean, those started out as non-ad based, just kind of like you can build up a web presence as a local business or as a large company and people can interact with you. They can comment on stuff. You can post things about new pro- new products, things like that. But it is not so intense. You are you're choosing to follow these companies and you are getting news and updates about those right. companies. And so, once you have this very ramped up participating base of companies, uh, then step three, start dialing up advertising. And you know he says, you want that to be good, feel good, and have it be part of an experience because these are all people that you're already participating with and interacting with. And right. so it seems to me that there's a real focus on building up this community and experience that already has people doing a back and forth with businesses and then choosing to monetize it. And so when you see them saying, okay, we're only going to allow people to be approached with ads from businesses that They've reached out to. Mm-hmm. I, you're, they're following this blueprint exactly. Got it. And so um, I don't know. You look at the success that they've had with Facebook, and then porting that over to Instagram, and they've been wildly successful. I mean, one of uh, one of my favorite quotes from the Social Network is like, you know, they're talking about monetizing Facebook, and I think Eduardo Saverin's character is talking about paying for the party. Uh-huh. And you know, uh, uh, the character that Justin Timberlake plays, I, f- I forget. Sean Parker. Sean Parker. Um, you know, he's like, well, how big do you want the party to be? You know, you know, <laughs> you know it's like you don't worry about paying for the party yet. Just like make the party as big as possible, right. and then worry about paying for the party, basically. Right. And so uh, that's something they've been really excellent. This is a at. really big party. This is an eight hundred million person party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I think they've just nailed execution with this stuff in the past, and. 
I don't think it's going to be this overwhelmingly invasive thing. Yeah, I mean, Facebook itself, I mean, obviously, there's way more ads than um, there used to be on there, you know, when we first start, got Facebook. And of course, they sent me that ad for the t shirt that one time that was geared to me. What was that? What was that? It was, it was the. Ohio state flag in the shape of the state of Virginia, and it says, like, born in Ohio, living in Virginia. And I'm just like, oh my God. You uh, and 300 other people must have been psyched to see I, the t shirt. I, I, I was like, what? You know everything about me. Go away. Um, so, yeah. So, but it hasn't been terrible, other right. than that creepy. Creepy, creepy T-shirt. Um, it hasn't been terrible. It's not It's not insane when I scroll down the newsfeed or anything. Yeah, they've managed ad load very well. And I think one of the other things with these free platforms, something we talk about on the show every now and then, is there is like a certain social contract I think that comes with a company making something for free and making it available to consumers for free. There's the expectation that there will be ads somewhere. Right. You know, I mean, if I'm listening to all my music for free on Spotify. I am going to expect that there are going to be ads in there because that's the model that I'm accustomed to. That's it's no different than a radio, right? You know, um, and so uh, I think that people have an appetite for that, and they are willing to take something at no cost if it means having some interruption here and there, a little bit of noise, uh, if it's well managed. So I really wouldn't worry about the con- uh, customer experience side of things. I, I don't think it's going to be too bad. Uh, as an investor, I think it's. I think you have to love this. That's the million dollar question because stocks are just over a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, All time high. Mark Zuckerberg's worth. Oh, I don't know. Forty five, fifty billion dollars. <laughs> um, so it's it's just all winning all around. Yeah. I mean, so they've taken their flagship platform, monetized it incredibly well. They've started taking the learnings from that and applying it to Instagram and building up the ad load there. And again, doing it in a very manageable, user friendly way. And now they have these two other properties, one with 800 million users, one with, I think, about a billion users mm-hmm. in WhatsApp. And they're going to start monetizing them. And here's the blueprint for how they're going to do it. Uh, so you are seeing, I mean, there's going to be a lot of crossover with uh, it's not 1.8 billion new people being exposed to ads, but mm-hmm. uh, these properties with huge, huge user bases now being monetized as an investor, you have to love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Dylan. Yeah, no problem, Sean. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Again, that's industryfocus at fool.com. And as always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks, so don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Dylan Lewis, I'm Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on. 